whether a happily married Christian should attend a Pride event with gay friends and allies. What's she going to do then? Well, that's what I've been sitting here contemplating. First, I'm going to deliver this case to Marcellus. Then, basically, I'm just going to walk the earth. What do you mean, walk the earth? You know, like Kane in Kung Fu. Walk from place to place, meet people, get in adventures. And how long do you intend to walk the earth? Till God puts me where he wants me to be. And what if you don't do that? If it takes forever, then I'll walk forever. Welcome to Walk the Earth. I'm Greg. And I think I need to start this show, where the answer to the question is probably soon to be obvious, with a little bit of house cleaning. I don't normally do a couple of things on Walk the Earth that I might actually do today. One of them, I'm unsure about. We'll see what happens. I might play a promotional clip from one of the shows, one of the podcasts that has historically appeared on Pride48.com. For starters, though, I know I need to do a little bit of introductory material. I think that Walk the Earth is perhaps going to get some first-time listeners within the next few days. And so in the interest of making it a little bit easier for people who find the show to navigate their way around, let me just give some sort of background material and some instructions. Walk the Earth is a spin-off podcast of inappropriate conversations, and all the shows can be found where inappropriate conversations is. Uh, Walk the Earth shares the RSS feed with that, and all the episodes that I've ever recorded. I'm coming up on number 200 can be found at inappropriateconversations.org. I also have Stitcher, so both Walk the Earth and Inappropriate Conversations can be found there. Just go to stitcher.com and look for Inappropriate Conversations. You'll see the last, say, 15, 20, 25 episodes, I think is about how much background material. Uh, there's a recency to Stitcher. Likewise, there's a recency to iTunes. You can find Walk the Earth with Inappropriate Conversations on iTunes. I still have an active Zoom account to the degree that their marketplace still functions. I still catch podcasts that way. And, and similarly, that's where you can find it. If you went to the website and used some of the navigational buttons to find oh, either different drummers according to the category of who that drummer is, or using the month and year directories to find the oldest shows, one of the things that you'll first be alerted to is just how, what an evolutionary path this is. I am at no point a professional trying to do this professionally, and the oldest Inappropriate Conversations episodes, the sound quality certainly shows. So one of the things I've done to try to help people bridge the gap where some of the older shows can be a little rough in terms of, well, the sonics. I've gone to SoundCloud, and I have an account on SoundCloud.com. IC underscore Greg is how you'll find me there. And what I've chosen to do is just excerpt clips from each one of the podcasts that I put out. I haven't worked my way forward in time to get to the beginning of Walk the Earth yet, but I certainly have covered a great deal of ground on inappropriate conversations. And maybe the audio clip is enough to let someone know whether they'd be interested in listening to the entire show of some of those older episodes. I also have included a fairly significant blurb, both on the website and on SoundCloud, so there's reading material that can let someone know what the gist of an episode really is. In addition to being IC underscore Greg on SoundCloud, I'm also IC underscore Greg on Twitter. It's the one Twitter account. I use it uh, sometimes personally, but also for both of the podcasts that I, that I put out there. 
IC underscore Greg at Hotmail.com is the uh, the email address I've always used. And I'm somewhat amused by the fact that it's a Hotmail email address. It gives you a sense of how potentially short-lived I thought this podcasting experiment was when I began it more than five years ago. I have Facebook pages. This one, this time separately, there's a Facebook page for Walk the Earth. That can be found by searching for Facebook.com slash WTE podcast or for inappropriate conversations. And that one is actually under inappropriate conversations. You'll know you'll find you found the right one for inappropriate conversations because it's listed as a cause. The one for walk the earth is listed as a society slash culture website, because the truth is I'm not sure exactly what to do in terms of categorizing these podcasts. They're not commercial at no point am I making any attempt or planning any attempt to monetize them. When I play a promotional clip on the Inappropriate Conversations podcast, it's it's not a venture. It's not a – or even a quid pro quo. It's – these are podcasts I like. They have promos. I think the promo's good. We'll play it. It's, it's that sort of thing. On the Walk the Earth Facebook page, pinned right now to the top of the page, is sort of an introductory kind of a posting. I wanted to let people know kind of what the connection was between Inappropriate Conversations and Walk the Earth, depending on how they found it. And I also wanted to share clips from other shows that are not mine, where I've made guest appearances, and guest appearances under the guise of being IC underscore Greg, speaking on behalf of either Inappropriate Conversations or Walk the Earth. And I think that's kind of very helpful. I've got clips from Greetings from Nowhere, a two-part episode where I appeared on that show, also on Pride48.com, a two-parter on Take Him With You. Those recorded you know, within just a couple of months of each other a couple of years ago. Um, Life of Dad. I made an appearance on the Life of Dad after show, doing a quick sort of impromptu interview with the hosts of that show. And the one that I want to call people's attention to, I've recently just reposted. In fact, there's two I want to call attention to. One is an interview on the Tech Support Rich show. It also gives pretty good background to Walk the Earth. And it's an interview on that Simply Syndicated podcast. And another Simply Syndicated podcast, I've also shared a link on Walk the Earth, for Do Ask, Do Tell. This was the fifth episode of that show, so going way back to the, the very first run of Do Ask, Do Tell, and the conversation was about religion. Those are not bad starting points for people who are interested in a little bit more besides just my podcast, giving color to my worldview and what Walk the Earth is all about. Now, to get to the question and to begin to answer some of that, I think it becomes a little bit interesting because I'm often referred to as a Christian podcast, and I prefer to think of myself as a Christian who does a podcast. And for me, that that distinction might actually matter because there probably are a lot of people out there, certainly within the conservative side of American Christianity, who would say that a Christian should not be uh, going, happily married or not, should not be attending a Pride event. I know people who the only way you could get them to go to a Pride event is if they were carrying a shameful protest sign and, uh, frankly, screaming things that would make Jesus cry. So I'm not saying that I've got a lot of people that I'm close to who are uh, anywhere near the Westboro Baptist Church side of the spectrum. I think it's enough to just say that I know some people who would never go to a Pride event because they don't want to be the Westboro Baptist Church people, but they also can't imagine just being there. That Tech Support Rich show is interesting, in part because it talks about some of the thought processes that I was going through a couple of years ago. You see, in September 2013, I'd recorded a podcast called Proud to Know You. 
It was an Inappropriate Conversations episode, number 128. And it talked about the fact that I'd made a decision almost too late in that particular year that I was tempted and really kind of wanted to go to the Pride 48 event, the annual event at the time, in Las Vegas, Nevada, and see face-to-face some of the people that I'd been listening to on their podcasts for well over a year. Uh, Shake a few hands, offer words of support, and be not the first, not unique, but just one more person who is Christian and does not use that as some sort of a strange political litmus test to tell me who's allowed inside my insular bubble and who's not. So that decision came late in the year when I didn't really have enough paid time off to make that work. And I knew that the very next year was not going to work out because I was planning a, a long trip to England. And I talk about that in an episode called Minding the Gap. So here it is two years later. And the answer to the question is, yes, I believe that a happily married Christian should not have any hesitation whatsoever about attending a Pride event with gay friends and allies. And I guess the the other hidden question in there is, how? Or maybe even why? And I'm not 100% sure to what extent I'm going to go into detail on my thoughts around that. I will say, though, that how I'm going to go is just like anybody else. I'm somebody who enjoys podcasts, who respects this network and its organization, who has met some of the people, is Facebook friends with even more of the people, and wouldn't mind putting faces to voices on others that that are associated with it. So why? Uh, it's like asking somebody, why would you go to Comic-Con? Are you going to Comic-Con within an agenda? Are you going to Comic-Con as a DC guy trying to convert all the Marvel people? Or as a Marvel person trying to convert all the DC people? Do you have an entrenched position about the role of the Silver Surfer that you need to evangelize to all the people you're going to encounter? No. I've been to a Comic-Con before, and I went because I was a fan. More of movies than comic books, truth be known, but nevertheless, a fan. And actually, the time that I did go to Comic-Con in New York City, I was there because I was a fan of podcasts and wanted to see a live podcast. This isn't fundamentally different. So the fact that that show was three straight white guys, and most of the shows that I'm going to be watching here at the end of the month of August in Las Vegas are going to feature some combination of gay people and allies, I don't see the distinction. So I'm going to go. My wife's going to come with me. But we're going to participate fully. The first thought I had was, well, what do we need to do? Are there things we should sign up for? And yeah, there's some breakfast meals that the group is doing together. There's a there's a pizza dinner. We've signed up for those. There's a hospitality suite where there's a, a bar and you know a place where you can play cards and just interact with people much more casually. I intend to spend some time there. And when I signed up and let them know that I'd made a hotel reservation and that We'd done the flights, we were committed, and gave them my names and, and us so they could register us and kind of get us get us the uh, the lanyard, for want of a better word, the entry materials, the press pass, so to speak. At that point in time, the person that I was emailing just kind of casually asked, hey, you've indicated that you're a podcaster and that you're here to watch the podcast. Are you interested in doing a show? Well, it, it had never occurred to me before. I'm not part of the Pride 48 network any more than I'm part of the Simply Syndicated network. And yet, you know, there's a lot of people who think I am associated with Simply Syndicated. And if you word it that way, I probably absolutely and positively am associated with Simply Syndicated. Inappropriate conversations wouldn't exist otherwise. And so I thought, well, there's no way I'd want to do 
an hour-long audio blog. It would just seem too much. I didn't have a topic for inappropriate conversations imminently coming up that seemed like it would be good material. So I wasn't planning for that in any way. But then they said there were half-hour slots. And I got to looking at the, the concepts that I cover here on Walk the Earth, and I have covered directly on previous Walk the Earth questions, things which might be of interest to gay listeners and to their allies. I'd cite a couple just right off the bat. One of them was um, you know, whether or not the a condemnation of a denomination based on its lack of prejudice is really more of an endorsement. Walk the Earth 10. Finding out that some churches had a very closed-minded attitude toward gays and lesbians participating in worship made it easy for us to not visit those churches anymore or skip those denominations altogether. And the other one right after it, whether the things we don't discuss in church is strangling our ministry, Walk the Earth 11. Those two episodes gave me an opportunity to speak to issues that I may want to speak to again. And so I asked myself, do I have a question that seems like it's less than 30 minutes that would be appropriate for that audience? And I came up with an answer that's yes. So Walk the Earth 29, just now being released, is going to have a back-to-back Walk the Earth 30. I don't know for sure when Walk the Earth 30 is going to be released as a podcast, but it could be very early September. I do know, though, that Walk the Earth 30 is the next in the sequence of shows that I'm going to record, because I'm going to do it live from Las Vegas, Nevada. So not only is a happily married Christian going to go to Las Vegas with his wife to attend a Pride event and to watch gay friends and allies do podcasts live and in person and attend social gatherings and get-togethers and and socialize in those ways. I'm also going to record a show and put that show out later. But the way you can hear it is either live on pride48.com or via the Tuned In radio app. So let me get a little bit to this event and how Walk the Earth fits in with it and kind of promo that somewhat. Because first off, if you've never been to pride48.com, it's a pretty good website. No matter which page you're on, up in the upper right-hand corner is a play pop-out button that you can use. Clicking on that button will tap you into any show that's being broadcast live on any day of the week. Now, during the, the weekends, the one they do in June, which is all over the web, or this live event in person in Las Vegas broadcast over pride48.com, tuning in, there, there needs to be a schedule. So I want to give you the schedule, talk a little bit about that, so people who want to hear a live walk the earth can know exactly where and when to tune in. My slot, 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, is basically right at 5 o'clock Eastern time on Friday, uh, this upcoming Friday, the 28th of August. Meaning that there may be people who aren't going to be in, the, in a position that they can just listen from a PC, that they can listen from either home or work. The TuneIn Radio app is how I listen on my phone. I believe it was free to download. If not, it wasn't much. And it gives you the ability to find anything on Pride48. And by searching for that, you can tune into the live feed. So here is the schedule. The, uh, there's a, some opening shows on Thursday night, but I want to focus on the blocks of time on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On uh, 12 noon, I'll just use Pacific time. Go ahead and add the hours based on where you live. 12 noon Pacific time, Big Fatty Online, followed by The Seder Sphere at 1 p.m. I am a regular listener of The Seder Sphere. I've recently begun listening to some of the uh, the opening show there. And right after The Seder Sphere is the half-hour show, 2 p.m., Walk the Earth. 
So that's where you'll find me, and that's what that's what's on either side of me, so to speak. Because after the 2 p.m. walk the earth, there'll be a break for people to uh, eat meals, go to that hospitality suite I mentioned, and have something to drink. The later block on Friday starts with cocktails and cream puffs at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time, followed by Foul Monkeys and Next Blime. These are three shows that I have dabbled in to one degree or another over time. So it'll be interesting uh, to catch the whole show. And again, for me, the interesting thing is when seeing it live. There may be something about the uh, the live interaction or just being a witness, I suppose, that would be interesting. In this case, I don't mean a witness in the sense of somebody who brings a protest sign to a pride parade. I mean being a witness in the sense of observing, you know, paying attention, learning things that I don't already know. Saturday morning, August 29th, starts off 10 Pacific time. Of course, that's actually right after lunch on the East Coast. Pod is my co-pilot. One of the shows that I've recently begun listening to all the way through and pretty regularly. By recently, it's been you know, months, but Pod is my co-pilot. Followed by Voice of Turnip Style at 11 a.m. Big Silly Homo at noon, show I'm not familiar with. And then, again, that what we're calling that lunch break. Saturday night, Go Big or Go Home at 3. Mad Dingo at 3.30. Dubious Intent Plus at 4.30, Ink Blind and Confused at 5.30, and the last show of Saturday is Hello Waffles at 6.30. That is followed by what I'm looking forward to on Saturday night is a get-together in the hospitality suite where Ink Blind and Confused, a podcast that has an episode, an element of toasting to their episodes, they try and sample different interesting bourbons and ciders in particular, and they will be doing a live sampling of bourbons and ciders. Well, not live, won't be broadcast, but they'll be in the hospitality suite doing a sampling of bourbons and ciders. I intend to go, and I may even contribute an interesting bourbon of my own. Depends on how well I manage the, you know, how well I can make things transport through being a checked bag on a flight across the country. Sunday, uh, August 30th, once again, this 10 a.m. Pacific time start time, the Instant Gratification podcast, followed by at 11 o'clock, the Betsy Carmichael show. This show will be very interesting. There's a story behind it. People who listen to Cocktails and Cream Puffs already know the story. I'm familiar with the story, so I, th- I think that should be very interesting. Followed at noon by Pleased to Meet You. Uh, Christian Messer does that. That's the last episode at the uh, end of the first block on Sunday. Coming close to the final block of the live podcasts, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, Chaotic Ravings, followed by Took and Beanie, show I'm not familiar with at 4 p.m. Then, 5 o'clock, Greetings from Nowhere. Uh, if I would have to admit that if I was traveling to watch Pride 48 live and to see as many of these podcasts as I possibly could, this is the one where, this is the one I've got the crosshairs on. This is the one that I intend to see. Uh, nothing is going to make me miss this. There's, there is no food, there's no drink, there's no side event, there's no nothing. I'm going to be there for that one. Uh, although, as I mentioned, I may actually end up being there for almost everything I've talked about so far. Followed at 6 p.m. by Attack the Darkness. It's unfair to refer to that as a spinoff podcast of Greetings from Nowhere and the Satyr Sphere, but there's a connection from uh, Greetings from Nowhere and the Satyr Sphere on Attack the Darkness. And then that's at 6 p.m. And then 6.30 p.m. Sunday, the closing show. So that's the lineup of programs. There are podcasts that I've listened to, if not every single episode, every episode from a certain starting point, and I intend to see them uh, live and, and make a priority out of them. So I answered the question. Would I like to do a show 
decided the answer was yes, and found myself in that first block on Friday, kind of the end of the first block of shows on Friday. And from a materials perspective, I mean, anybody who's a careful reader of the articles, the blog posts that I occasionally make at inappropriateconversations.org, some of the material might be familiar. I can promise you, though, that if I'm reading something that I've shared before in written form, the reading will probably, well, the reading's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to tell the rest of the story. Let's put it that way. Because for me, next week's question, which is not a question that I planned months in advance, like most of the Walk the Earth questions are, is one that is actually, for me, it goes back years and years. Normally, I wait till the end of the episode to preview next on Walk the Earth, but I'll go ahead and put it out there now. Next on Walk the Earth is going to be an examination of the question of whether you can ever come back to this moment in history. I'm not sure it matters what whichever moment I'm talking about, whatever this moment is. The question is whether you can come back to this moment in history. By not being able to go to the Pride 48 event in 2013, I can tell you for a fact, there's no way I'm going to get back to that moment in history. There are people who were able to attend that year that won't be there this year. Pretty good example of not being able to go back to that moment in history. The people that I could have seen two years ago that I'm not going to meet face-to-face this year probably means that if this is a fantastic experience and I want to do it again, it'll still probably be a couple of years. And even then, it's a couple of years where you wait and you see, does the schedule line up for everybody else? Does it work out? Well, so I'll get to the answer to that question next week. For me, the answer to this question is, I am not going to Pride 48 to share my witness. The Walk the Earth podcast will have precious little of my story in it. It's mostly going to be the story of an old friend of mine, somebody that I used to teach in Sunday school. So if I'm not going to save any souls, necessarily, if I'm not going to, uh, to offer a testimony, if I'm not going, what am I going to do? Well, I also hope I'm not having, I'm not having to go to defend people. Not because I'm unwilling, but because I hope that, that that sort of defense isn't necessary. I'm going to just be in the crowd, to do a podcast, to introduce another podcast, willing to do more than one if need be, and to not just go to that hospitality suite where food and drinks are being served and conversation and card games are being played, but to host there as well, uh, to make sure that I'm doing my part as a participant, to fully participate. The other thing, you know, my wife is is pretty awesome, and I never talk about it much on Walk the Earth. She gets uncomfortable, as a matter of fact, the few times that I've talked about her much on inappropriate conversations. But once we realized that we were going, that we were going to be part of the slate of shows, a couple things happened right off the bat. First off, I'm Walk the Earth is now not just part of the schedule for Pride 48 this year, it's also part of the schedule tab on the website at pride48.com. We're, yeah, apparently there's not a huge elaborate vetting process. I, I didn't have to uh, uh, endure any hazing rituals or fill out a lengthy application. If there was a background check, it was done in a subtle way. I'm recognized as one of the shows for Pride 48 simply by participating. But to participate, in my mind, means to participate even more. So in addition to doing a show and introducing other shows and and spending time hosting, making sure there's uh, ice and you know, people have the drinks they need in the hospitality area. We're also bringing things to put into what they call the swag bag. Now, for me, that's as simple as saying most of the people who are going to meet me at Pride 48 in Vegas have never heard of me before. 
And I don't know whether that's a, a tight majority-minority split or whether it's like, you know, 10% will know me and 90% have never heard of me before. So I'm going to bring some materials to say, hey, here's, here's what inappropriate conversations in Walk the Earth are all about. But I'm also going to bring some things that are unique to the state where I live so I can share a little bit of Ohio at the same time. Because some people probably initially knew me as Greg from Ohio, the person who occasionally would call in and, and be part of conversations on Greetings from Nowhere. Or other shows, like Take Him With You. The shows that I mentioned at the beginning that are pinned to the top of the Walk the Earth Facebook page. To me, participating in that manner means that if I do my job right, I will just be one more person. Hopefully one more friendly face in the crowd. That's the goal. Because I believe that right now one of the problems that you have with Christianity today, Christianity in America has a major problem, in that we insist on being first as Christians, far too often. Jesus tells in more than one place, but I'll just drop the reference of Luke chapter 14, if anybody wants to go look for themselves, says over and over again that the first will be last and the last will be first. That he who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Too often we insist upon our own way and get very touchy, especially the politically active Christians, very touchy when we aren't made first. And you know, There's nothing quite like the hell you get from a Christian whose political machinations are thwarted. I'm going to be the opposite of that. I'm going to be a person in the crowd. And to me, if you wanted to get down and dirty about the state of Christianity today, and therefore the state of evangelism today, hey, you know, maybe somebody who is intelligent, kind, and participating willing to get their hands dirty, so to speak, by shaking hands and by making a trip to the ice machine. That's what you need. Somebody who isn't insisting on everybody you know, bending a knee and kissing their ring. That's, that's absolutely not who Jesus was. Maybe rendering unto Caesar that which is Caesar means not being that interested in political power or the latest court case or getting your own way or to speak of to speak to the collective Christianity getting our own way. So short of recording a thirty minute show and having it broadcast at two PM Pacific time Friday for people to listen to either online or via a tuned in radio app, I, there's a chance I might be somewhat invisible. I doubt it. I I'm typically not that capable of being invisible, but I'll just be an attendee. And that might be the best thing of all. So to answer the question whether a happily married Christian should attend a pride event with gay friends and allies. Absolutely. It's like ask, it's like the Pharisees asking Jesus, hey, why would you hang out with, with those people? And I'm not just talking in terms of this sinner paradigm. Set that aside. That's irrelevant. They not only judge Jesus for hanging out with prostitutes. There's famous passages there. They were also looking down their nose at Jesus for hanging out with people who are fishermen, ordinary people everyday people. And frankly, in this case, people who do what I do. Now, there are things that I do that some of these folks never would, and there's things they do that I never would. This isn't the show where we introduce sexual topics. That's more inappropriate conversations territory. No, I'm just saying, well, what do I do? I'm an average ordinary person who has a hobby where I record a podcast and I put it online and interact in conversation with people about ideas sometimes big ideas related to religion and politics and how they interact with each other or what it means to walk away from a church that had become more interested in protecting its history and its legacy than actually being the church anymore. 
But sometimes it's small stuff. Like, hey, I've got this album in my collection that I got from my parents when I was too young to even be able to read the, the names of the songs. And it still means a lot to me today. So anything from pop culture, I call it the sex, drugs, and rock and roll part of inappropriate conversations, is part of that podcast. And sometimes on Walk the Earth, I'm going to ask really big questions. Uh, the difference between faith and superstition, for example. But sometimes I'm going to ask very, very small questions. Little questions like, from a personal perspective, if you miss a moment in time, can you ever get it back? There is a podcast that I really love. I've enjoyed it for probably more than a year now. It's been around longer than that. That is recently done, I wouldn't call it a pod fade, so much as a pod bow, a formal goodbye. What Some Would Call Lies is one of the podcasts that I encountered through Pride48.com. There will not be a live performance of What Some Would Call Lies. Uh, Mike, the uh, person who does that podcast, is unable to make the trip this year. He'd be a good example of somebody that I, I'm not going to meet this year that I could have two years ago had things played out differently. In, I believe, February of this year, Mike recorded one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Certainly my favorite so far this year in February. I think it was called Just This One. And it's worth seeking out uh, at what some would call lies on iTunes or just doing a straight-up Google search. His farewell episode hit me in a couple of ways. First, it sort of raises the question of the mortality of a podcast. And for inappropriate conversations, I'm not really worried about it. I've never really done an interview on that podcast, so I haven't gotten to the conversations part yet. Walk the Earth, though, seems like it's a show that at some point is going to have an end. I had a set of questions that were relevant to, to switching churches, but I've changed churches now, and I'm still looking at questions. At some point, I may be looking at my last question from Walk the Earth and have one of the two shows that I juggle fade on me. I'd be pleased if I could handle that as well as Mike did by calling it into what some would call lies. But the other thing that bothers me about it is that that was one of the few promos I've got. One of the few clips that I play to break up topics on inappropriate conversations that comes from a Pride 48 podcast. And it's weird looking at one of those promotional clips, one of those usually 20, 30 seconds sort of quick ways of shifting gears in an audio blog podcast where you're the only speaker and knowing that it's not relevant anymore, that maybe on some level I can't use it again. And even though I've never played a promo before on Walk the Earth, now's certainly a fitting time from a Pride 48 perspective and the farewell to what some would call lies. I love telling stories. What Some Would Call Lies is a weekly storytelling podcast where each week I tell a story from my life as accurately as I see fit. I've always had trouble distinguishing between what happened and what merely might have happened, but I remain unconvinced that this distinction, for my purposes, matters. Go to whatsomewouldcalllies.com or you can subscribe in iTunes or with Stitcher Smart Radio. I like to eat pizza. I like the fact that Mike talks about telling stories and not feeling too obliged to be accountable for the historical accuracy of remembering them. There's a subjectivity that happens when you're inside the story. And, you know, when you tell a story that's about your own life and that's personal, and that in my case you believe is true, and you have people doubt you, it really throws you off a little bit. Because it's like, you know what, if I don't remember what happened to me, if I don't remember being there, not just being the eyewitness from the outside perspective, but being the eyewitness from the inside out, then 
how would anybody else? How could anybody possibly come up with a notion that you couldn't know what happened to you? That's kind of ridiculous, right? But Mike covers that by saying, hey, you know what? I'm telling the stories as accurately as I see fit. Therefore, it doesn't really matter. Someone comes along and remembers it differently. He's the one who shared the quote for the first time from Anne Lamott that I use as the wallpaper, sort of the cover for the Inappropriate Conversations Facebook page. It's essentially, you own everything that happened to you. Tell your stories. If people wanted you to write warmly about them, they should have behaved better. Anne Lamott. I don't necessarily worry about the notion that people uh, would would object to stories I tell because I'm not writing warmly about them. I'm usually not that critical of people that I'm willing to call out by name or some other alias or identifier. No, sometimes I worry that the stories that I'm telling are too warm, too friendly, too familiar, too affectionate. I'm a passionate person, and I view relationships as not just personal, but even intimate. There's an intimacy there. And I remember having a conversation with myself over the course of a few years, If you've ever listened to Inappropriate Conversations number 79 and 80, you're going to have context for the bookends here. Because around the time of the topic I addressed in Inappropriate Conversations 79, a farewell address from the Mexican mountains, I talked a little bit about this notion that came to me of intersexual friendship. Having friendship relationships with, in my case, women, girls, that weren't going to be dating, weren't going to be sexual... And that kind of putting a target on you. Uh, being weird in high school is the, is the dangerous thing to be, and that's weird. But at that age, especially the starting point of that story, back to sophomore year, uh, it wasn't weird. It just kind of clicked. It worked. It happened. It wasn't, it wasn't problematic for me, and it wasn't problematic for anybody else for me to be willing to say, I'm not interested in dating this person, but I am interested in having a, a strong and deep friendship And one of the lessons that I learned from that was that it was probably a bad idea to either profess or even to to deny strong sexual feelings or uh, a strong dating marital attraction to a person where you've got a mutually espoused friendship. The, The gist of it was, it's playing with people's emotions and it's inappropriate to go there. And I realized during the intervening years between that high school age and later in college, yeah, that that was true, that it's it's a problem if you espouse those feelings and the other person's not on board. It's also a problem if somebody that you think you've got a friendship relationship with, you find out is, is hurt or in some way upset because that's they're not in the same page. They're not in the same place. But by the time I got to the end of college, the whole thing had sort of flipped on its head because I'd gone to a point of being you know less a high school kid and more of a mature young adult and figuring out that this intimate allies thing, this deeply passionate friendship, can hit the point where being afraid to have conversations about that, to be afraid to address it even to make sure that both of her, both of you are on the same page about it being off the table, that that fear itself is the problem and that it needed to be addressed. And what happened, inappropriate conversations 80, Revelation Weekend, or shortly thereafter, was that it occurred to me that not being willing to have conversations related to sexual matters, in this case, I was about to get married and I was kind of dealing with that whole, you know, that adventure of what the rest of my life was going to be like. 
If you can't talk to your best friend about sexual matters as you're going into the last sexual relationship of your life, then who can you talk to those things about? And the gender of your best friend shouldn't be an inhibitor there. So this rule of saying, hey, never have sexual conversations with an intersexual friend flipped on its head and said it'd be just as wrong to be afraid to. I'm going to bring this back home here. At least I'm going to try to by saying that being afraid as a heterosexual male who's a Christian to go and interact with people who may not be heterosexual, may not be Christian is, well, it's just as wrong. It's the fear that John writing in his first epistle, the apostle John talks about as being uh, a very dangerous thing, very wrong thing. And that it's incapable of being as loving as Christ wants you to be in that agape love kind of sense. If that love is buried underneath a coating of fear, because fear doesn't, really ever turn into love, it turns into hatred more often than not. And I would encourage anybody to just watch a political debate if you've got any doubt about that. So I'm going into this with the same attitude that I kind of did at the end of college, where if I'm serious enough about relating with another person, that I'm not afraid to talk about any subject with that person or listen to that person talk about her challenges, problems, and fears. This is a similar thing. No not going to Pride 48 in Las Vegas to preach in any which way whatsoever. But I'm also not going there with any fear at the same time. I believe that people who want answers ask questions. If somebody asks me a question, I'll give them an answer. If somebody doesn't have a question about something that other people from the church we used to go to might think that I ought to go there being ready to talk about, well, I'm not going there being ready to do anything. If a question comes my way and the Holy Spirit's got a better answer than Greg does, then I'll let the Holy Spirit do the talking. I think that's probably kind of a blunt way of putting it, but I think from a Christian perspective, that's the right attitude. Jesus told his uh, disciples, not long before his arrest and death, that they shouldn't fear what happens to him next, because the Holy Spirit is going to come after he's gone. And not only will that Holy Spirit play the role of guidance and comforter, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will give you the words you need when you need to speak them. And sure enough, not that many weeks after his death and resurrection and ascension, John and Peter were arrested and taken before the Jewish court, taken before the Sanhedrin, not sure what they were going to say, not being regarded by anyone as great public speakers. Uh, The Acts of the Apostles tells us that they were given the words that they needed and made a persuasive argument that kept them out of trouble, out of arrest, and left the people who had actually brought them in, whispering among themselves, trying to figure out what these two arguably illiterate fishermen were doing, speaking so clearly and so well. So no, I go to Pride 48 with no more agenda than have a good time, meet people I've been wanting to meet for a long time, and oh, by the way, totally to my surprise, doing a live version of Walk the Earth 30. So here, Walk the Earth 29 answers the question of whether I should go, and the answer is absolutely yes. And Walk the Earth 30 is going to answer a slightly different question. It's almost going to answer that question from the inside out, because I am walking into a moment of history where I'm very excited to be a participant. And I know that no matter what happens, that moment's special, because you can never get it back. If and as you were led, please join me in prayer. O loving Lord, I often use this time of prayer to ask for your guidance and making sure that I've got the comfort of your spirit and the answers that I've found to the questions that I've raised, but not this time. 
Jesus, this time I'm praying for the simplest of things. Safe travel for my wife and I and, and our friend from Oklahoma as we make our way to and from Las Vegas this week. And also, Lord, safe travel for all of our other friends who are coming from not just the corners of America, but in some cases the corners of the globe, to be a part of this event. Lord, give me your wisdom, your patience, your guidance, and your encouragement to be in the moment when I'm there, to be the kind of person that you would want me to be. And Lord, I know how different that is from what most people actually see from Christians these days. Lord, I also pray for the persons who can't make the trip. They know who they are. Lord, they know that I wanted to see them, and hopefully they'll be able to listen in, if not directly and live, because sometimes that's a challenge, as the files of the podcasts get released in the coming weeks. Lord, I thank you for the way you've guided me through this path to get to this point. I never dreamed that I would have an inappropriate conversations podcast, and I really never dreamed I'd be in doing anything related to Walk the Earth. And I'll acknowledge, I'm a little nervous about doing it live. You and I, Jesus, know more than anybody else on the planet how often I start, stop, start over, and cut it out. I fix it in the edit. There won't be an edit this time. So I'm just going to have to fasten my seatbelt, trust you, and trust my other friends that it's all going to be okay. I ask this in your holy name. Amen. What happened this morning, man, I agree, it was peculiar. But water into wine, I... All shapes and sizes, Vincent. You shouldn't talk to me that way, man. If my answers frighten you, Vincent, then you should cease asking scary questions. Next on Walk the Earth, live, Friday, August 28th, at 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the question will be whether you can ever come back to this moment in history. Thanks for listening.